0: Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week, we're talking all about the latest Nintendo Direct, with news on games like Kirby in the Forgotten Land and Bayonetta 3. After that, we're finally looking at WarioWare Get It Together, an amazing game that shakes up the long running series in an exciting new way. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. start a little off topic and then cleverly pivot to something on topic but i thought this week just based on what i was thinking we could go the other way so you know how sometimes there's a console exclusive like a spider-man on the avengers for the playstation 5 stuff like that mm-hmm.
1: i'm trying to think of recent memory of oh no i recently but soul Calibur. they had that it had different oh, yeah. Soul uh, exclusive fighters for each console that uh, I think it was like, what, 2000? So it was like Xbox, GameCube, and PS2.
0: Yeah, they used to do it for all the entries up till 4, I think, with Darth Vader and Yoda. Mm. Um, And sometimes a game studio may be purchased by a bigger company. For example, Microsoft owns Bethesda expect bethesda games on on xbox and maybe not on other things yeah so this happens in real life stuff too Mm -hmm. because they came out with a flavor of mountain dew called thrashed apple that's only available at kroger stores Mm -hmm. so i know somebody who lives by a ralph's so i mean i got to try it and it is delicious but that got me thinking what is the point of a store exclusive like soda from a company like, you know, Mountain Dew.
1: Oh, man. Talk talk about exclusive things just in certain stores. I can give you a recent memory example. Remember how Gunslinger spawns supposed to come out?
0: Oh, yeah. They do that with toys yeah. and figures all the Tar- time. Gunslinger all spawns the time. a Target
1: exclusive, and that just, like, I don't know. That just doesn't sit right with me because I got Violator. The Violator was easy to get. Yeah. Um, I got him no problem. I got him on, on Amazon, but... I'm just saying it's harder to get Gunslinger because there's that whole exclusive. So now that gives to the whole point of what's the point of giving it to a, a store an exclusive food item?
0: Yeah, like and it's really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that yeah. out there. It's really good.
1: It's like how uh, even like honestly no even like Taco Blast- Blast- oh, Bell they had Baja Blasters Baja an exclusive Taco Bell they had
0: that now. exclusively for like ever and then they finally started getting it in the stores.
1: Yeah, but. Just even think about that. KFC has an exclusive
0: Mountain Dew flavor.
1: Exactly. It's like, imagine if you don't like going at a certain fast food place, or even just a food place in general.
0: Or if it's not accessible to you, like there's no KFC or Kroger brand stores in your area.
1: Yeah, it's just, that's just the worst. I don't know, it just seems to alienate what's supposed to be your major, I don't know, maybe it's a, a... a move to like if it's everywhere it doesn't matter but if you put it into one isolated area now it matters and that everyone wants to try so then everyone will try to get it i guess because the whole is exclusive thing
0: yeah i don't know if it's like a drive to get people to come to certain places but then again i don't know if that's what the figures are doing too like companies secure rights to like exclusive figures maybe to draw in uh, crowds or audiences i don't know if that's the case mm-hmm. but like there is a Mountain Dew flavor that I know is exclusive to, like, some gas station convenience store that's nowhere near us um, that I've seen online. And I'm just like, why does stuff like this happen with, like, big-name brands like Mountain Dew? I don't like, know. I want to try imagine, all the flavors.
1: Imagine if, if Reese's Peanut Butter Ghosts were exclusive to, like, Aldi or something. Just, like... Out of nowhere, it's just like they, they only sell it at that store, and now it's just like I don't i don't know. I really don't. It's and it was funny. What if, what if now here's the question what if PlayStation was just like, you know what, we're only going to sell our games at, at Best Buys, we're no longer selling them in Targets and Walmarts, only at Best Buys. You know how like alienated it would be for everyone else, like, yeah, you I know what,
0: that I... makes me think of a time when like you know, you don't see digital download codes or cards for playstation games anymore i think because they only do that on psn now like you couldn't go on Mm -hmm. amazon and get a digital copy of a playstation game anymore so they kind of took that away from stores
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know that that exclusive stuff i to a certain brand degree i agree obviously like mcdonald's if you want a partnership with a certain brand i think like it's just like you know that's that type of stuff i get but Mountain Dew being just a, a general soda company and they can generally just put their sodas anywhere. I don't know why they would just put it at certain stores. Like, Cause I don't think there's even like, I don't think the last, I don't remember the last time it was. It's a, it's a, where are they selling them at?
0: It's Kroger Ralph's? brand stores. So a like Kro- Ralph's has it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think, I don't remember the last time I've been to it. So I was just like, now I won't see it unless someone obviously buys it and then tries to resell it, which I'm not going to buy.
0: No, you you don't want to buy resold soda. It's just, like, there should be more accessibility in stores for stuff like that. Like, it's a really good soda. I'm not even going to joke around with it. It's delicious.
1: You just got to lie to yourself. It's not that delicious.
0: No, I can't. It's it's that good. <laughs> no,
1: it's not that good. It's not better than the Code Red.
0: True, but...
1: <laughs> it's not better than Baja <laughs> Blast. Code Red is my
0: favorite soda. It's, right not, better it's, it's not, not better than Baja
1: Blast. Than, it's not better than Baja Blast. It's not better than the Pepsi Blue. I'm looking at you, Pepsi. Bring that back. I don't care if it was a Fourth a, a of July special. I want it back. That's a permanent Blue soda for me. Pepsi Blue was pretty good. Oh, Pepsi Blue was so good. I think those were only sold at Walmart's.
0: I think I got one at Target. I could was be there, wrong. Okay, because
1: the only places I ever saw them were at Walmart. That could be another one. of Those like why? See, is this is what we're here?
0: trained to think nowadays. Like, which store is going to get this soda in? It's, it's like, like the games curse has moved on to real life. Oh,
1: when. <laughs> I don't know. There's so much. Because then you got, like, now you get to Funko's and Funko's yeah, have exclusives.
0: Figures could, all that <laughs> stuff.
1: It could have a Funko being like, it's a 7 Eleven exclusive. Why would Funko Pops be at a 7 Eleven? There's plenty of 7
0: Eleven Funko Pops.
1: See, exactly. Dude, I think why, in Japan, why? there's 7
0: Eleven Gundams.
1: Oh, my. That I don't know. That I don't know. It, hey it's man. just not. <laughs> Whatever I don't know I I have no more I don't have any more to say That's why I don't go for stuff like that I go for just generic oh, unique stuff that I have find all to the me. special
0: flavors You know no. me I just need to try I need I, I'm like I need no. to try this green apple Mountain Dew uh,
1: Any any type of stuff like that I'm just like it'll never beat anything Well nothing at least will ever if you go for the
0: generics You won't have to worry about your favorite things being discontinued or taken away Which is what always happens with the stuff that I like.
1: exactly
0: but look you mentioned code red and i drink code red in october as a special halloween you know treat to myself Mm -hmm. and it's october this episode's coming out on october 1st and you're listening to markers on the map the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we got a direct to talk about and we are not ending this episode this week without talking about warioware (laughs) because we've been i've been Uh... going on it for weeks (laughs) we're finally gonna get to it today as Are always, we? I yes. <laughs> As always, I am Daniel and I'm here with my good friend and co host Robert. How have you been this week?
1: Uh pretty normal this week. I don't know, just kinda everything's just kinda normal. It's October, so you know, that's happening. How have you been?
0: I've been okay. I've been kinda busy here and there. Uh I went to Target the other day and they had a real grade Gundam kit there, actually, which I was shocked mm-hmm. to see. And I wouldn't have bought it probably that day, but it—they have my favorite Gundam, so I'm currently working on building my favorite Gundam.
1: <laughs> now it's just like I don't know. I don't have. I'm trying to remember the last like, what's the last thing I ever had to build? I don't remember. I don't even remember anything. I've not that I had built to build anything in a while
0: of. before these like first couple of Gundams I built, but I was just I was in Target and I saw my favorite one. I'm like, what? How? what <laughs> i'm like i'm not going without buying this see it's it, a hard bro, one
1: though I <laughs> think about this though it's just it's easier now because now there's a market for this cool like japan like you know far east stuff back in the day yeah. you were not gonna find that there was only two places to find it you had to get it when the internet was brand new and they had to ship it and it was gonna cost you way more or it would take a super long time to get or you had to go to a convention,
0: or just get it from the source or from a hobby store, but probably hobby stores didn't used to carry gunpla like yeah, they, like yeah, they that, do now.
1: That type of stuff was not gonna be found at all. Nowadays, now it's you can super just go easy. to
0: Target and buy some Gundams. Exactly. <laughs> they got two new ones, and I'm like, oh boy, my favorite Gundam. So, yeah. Well, work on that from from time to time i do like to take my time with it to to not mess the real grades up because you remember the last one i broke the arm on accident i don't talk about that (laughs) uh eh, it's all right Eh. (laughs) anyway we got nintendo direct to talk about um i will say i don't think it was the greatest direct ever but i don't think it would be on the list of like directs that were bad Because I've seen Mm -hmm. a bad direct, I distinctly remember one of the Nintendo E3 directs being, like, just horrifying. Like, what is going on? Um, So I'd say, like, it was an uneven, yet still pretty good direct. So I thought what we would do is, obviously, we're going to skip a couple of games that just, like, the Disney one. I'll just say it's a better Disney game than Kingdom Hearts. Um, But we'll go through kind of chronologically here. We start with Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. I thought this was an interesting thing to start the direct with because Nintendo and Capcom with Monster Hunter seem to have this pretty good relationship at this point. And them starting with this was what kind of caused me to realize, oh, they're probably not going to reveal the Smash Bros character in this direct because they would have started with that. Uh, But Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is our iceborne basically of rise on the switch it's going to be a massive expansion it's probably going to add new areas and a ton of new monsters maybe even variants of monsters that are already in there and it's coming out next year in some was it late summer or just summer i think it said next
1: year i think it just said like 2021 yeah or 2022 i forget i am
0: excited for this because i do like monster hunter rise better than monster hunter world it may not be as graphically impressive but it has a more classic style that i like uh to who, look who,
1: at. who really who really even cares about that what's the point of, of trying to have this fancy looking game when it's not even a good game i'd rather have a good game that looks decent than the well, game yeah. that looks oh whatever I mean, and it's I'm just not, like oh, it's a not, boring game
0: i'm not gonna knock uh monster hunter world for being bad because it's actually a really good game but like this one is just mechanically better the movement options are better. Mm-hmm. And World already took Monster Hunter's more archaic gameplay and modernized it. But what Rise did was it sped it up to, like, god-eater levels of just getting in, fighting, and getting over it.
1: That's that's what people need to, or developers need to really input the idea that some people just don't have 30 minutes to fight one monster.
0: Yeah, the option should be there, and it always is. Like, what I like about Rise is more than ever you can finish things quickly but if you skill down or put weaker weapons on and put armor on you could still go in and have a 30 minute Mm -hmm. fight it's just so up to the player and which is what i really enjoy about the series as a whole but specifically rise seems to have like the coolest options for just going in getting the job done
1: no yeah i think giving the player more of an option is way better than just telling them this is the only way to play it
0: so I imagine there's going to be a direct on this at some point but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. So after that is Mario Party Superstars. This is kind of a I don't want to, it's not a re-release of an old Mario Party but it's kind of taking the old boards and putting them into with a new coat of paint into a brand new game. Mm-hmm. Um there's not too much to say I think about Mario Party except for the fact that one this might should have been DLC for Super Mario Party. And two, it does look really fun, and they're got some you know good hits in here that people enjoy from like the N sixty four Mario Parties.
1: I think in this day and age, when it comes to Mario Party, since there are, it's it's old maps. Is is it new
0: maps? Are I they think be they're just re-releases of the old re-release. ones, but they may, who's to say they wouldn't add some DLC? Like, Honestly,
1: no. it, it, this becomes the pool of let's take all the good maps that people remember from the the classic, especially like during the GameCube. Yeah. The GameCube of Mario Party is like the classic best. I time did Mario like Party four or five. Was.
0: The one, whatever one had the mic was funny.
1: Uh, Mike had to be. D, was that not DS? No, no, <laughs> no, no. There, there was DS
0: one or that or came def- with a microphone.
1: was one that came with a microphone.
0: Yeah, it was on the GameCube.
1: At a ps2 uh I, I at this point might as well just have it as as just like keep adding dlc to it if it's free that's cool if it's not maybe depending if it's like oh just like a couple bucks for each pack and it comes a good amount of maps i think no one would mind that
0: yeah i kind of hope that this one adds content over time versus mm-hmm. what super mario party did which was add a giant like online update like two years mm-hmm. later and then announce a new mario party like the next month <laughs>
1: exactly that's what i don't want i want this to be well if we're gonna bring back or not bring back but these are what people love about these mario party maps you know this is one that people remember playing the most or just in, whatever it may be they should just add it to this as dlc
0: agree agree now next up i know you're gonna hate on this and i was ready to but i played the demo and i think uh my at least my perception of it was wrong it's a, an interesting little thing called voice of cards the Isle Dragon Roars, it's from Yoko Taro, who people know um, did Nier Automata, and a lot of other things. So, we, on this show, I think, have a, a bias against card games showing up when they're not supposed to a la Back for Blood and wipe out Rush mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so, we see that this is like a pretty low-budget looking card thing, mm-hmm. like a card game. I played the demo and it's actually, it's funny, it's not really a card game, but a game made out of cards. It's just a regular standard RPG, but it's made out of cards. And I, like, gameplay-wise, you know what to expect. You attack an enemy attacks, you skill, an enemy uses skill, basic stuff like that. Um, and you move around and you uncover a map like you would in any other game except the map spaces are cards and they just flip over it's just like a game that's made out of cards instead of graphics and what i like is that it gives you a feeling of you're sitting down and listening to someone tell you a story it's like there is a person in front of you and he's turning over these cards and showing you these characters and he's narrating it all so the characters aren't voiced but the narrator is reading their lines so there's no like Mm -hmm. just parts where you're straight reading it's just all being narrated to you and i don't quite know if the demo sold me on you know getting this Mm -hmm. but what i will say is it felt very cozy like i would want to like put a warm blanket on and like snuggle up next to the fire and play this game. I felt very cozy playing it. I don't know if that's, like, a thing that I've ever gotten from playing a game, but something about this just felt like, wow, this is really cool, like, listening to this guy tell me a story and use these cards to do it. And it just it just felt like old-timey coziness. I don't know. I felt weird playing it. It's kind of interesting. I don't know
1: how you, you get old-timey cozy vibes from that, but I would... <sighs> I'm not gonna even still try it because I don't do RPGs but I mean that's I don't know I really it, don't know how it to felt familiar it felt
0: like somebody was just talking to me and I got this weird feeling playing it so I was like I kind of like that but I don't know if I'm convinced enough in the actual RPG department of it I kind of wish there was a a VN like this. there's probably a VN like this
1: <laughs> probably I don't know I, I really honestly I don't even know how to engage on this one. <laughs> I really don't know because it's it's a card game. I it's really not don't. a
0: card game. It's not a card game. It has game. card mechanic. It doesn't have card, card mechanics. Game. It's just a game made the... out of cards. That's what that's what I was thinking. I was like, where's the card game mechanic? There's not a card game mechanic. Well, you know, it's, it's almost a very, winter. I think it's just a very interesting way to, to tell the story.
1: I mean maybe you don't want to purchase it but maybe you'll look at some gameplay. Yeah, I might look at just, some like, gameplay.
0: It it feels like I've not played D and D, but you know in D and D your dungeon master is reading you the lines of the NPCs mm-hmm. in in their own voice. That's kind of what this feels like, except you're in control of all the player characters. I, I'll give it that I'll give it that I had the wrong impression of it from the direct, but uh-huh. I will also say that I'm not a hundred percent convinced yet.
1: Uh, I don't know. We're, there's a theme when it comes to me with directs, and it's um, there's only like one thing I'm excited about. I don't know how I feel about this one.
0: I really don't. Oh, well, let, let's get on to Disco Elysium. Um, we've talked about this a few times. I've not gotten on with continuing it. It it I think Disco Elysium is a game where you need to be in the headspace of I need to sit here for three hours and read a novel. Mm-hmm. Um, each time you play it. And I don't necessarily have that time I can set aside for Disco Elysium, but it is good. I'm glad it's coming to Switch. There's going to be a physical edition. It's a good game, and I'll get around to it one day. But you need to be, I think, in a, you need to be in your best mindset to play it, and that's not going to work well with me uh, all that's the time. The moment uh or all the time like at, at, there's got to be very specific times i think yeah
1: it's it, it's a game that you need to really focus on you have yes to in, in,
0: you can't just say oh i have everything. 20 minutes yeah. let me go play disco Elysium." it's it's more no. like no i have five hours i have the and day off yeah yes. i have the day
1: off we'll yes. play disco elysium
0: and i think the best part about it is still how your choices do cause rippling effects in the narrative
1: no yeah uh Hopefully, in the near future, there'll be—I don't know if a long game, but at least a short game in the, in the vein of this, where open world or whatever it may be. This is a—you have to really pay attention. But at least in other games, maybe they'll have effects like this. Yeah. But we've there talked was a Nintendo
0: Direct rumor before. called "Invisible: The Man in yeah. the Madness." That sounds like this is right up our alley. <laughs> I'll talk All about right. Nintendo
1: Direct rumor.
0: Oh, Age of Calamity got a new trailer for the second part of its expansion pass. Now, I don't like how they—how long they've taken to release this content. Whatever. I bought it. Pura is playable. That's all I need to know. On to the next thing. Chocobo GP, baby! <laughs> it's a Final Fantasy racing game. Oh, is this? Okay, I was going
1: to say, like, is this the Final Fantasy? Okay, this is speaking about Switch Room. This... This... I have no idea how I feel about this. this. just feels...
0: It looks fine to me. It looks perfectly serviceable. I, I,
1: yeah, there's a lot of kart racers, though, but realistically, like, only mario does very well and then like oh mario does great and then oh, everything oh, else like sonic and crash just do okay
0: yeah they just sonic do and crash okay. have good racing games but none of them have really stacked up to like the thrill no. the moment-to-moment gameplay of a of a mario kart eight deluxe i would say even seven or the older ones are still good mm-hmm. um cruising blast like we talked about last week is a pretty good uh arcade racer i don't want to necessarily call it a kart racer because it's not but um, mm-hmm. and i hear that the hot wheels unleashed game is like incredible so that's making it hard for me to wait on that but i am in favor of monkey ball but um yeah this is final fantasy racing game like something I, straight I, out I... of a marker on the map nintendo direction <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was the whole joke that this felt like we could have that's, this could, It could have came out of an episode, but I don't know. The one thing I just, I, uh, I don't know. I just kind of do have some type of way of just like, even if this game is good, no one's going to play it because everyone plays Mario Kart. And that's what kind of bothers me a little bit about it. It's like, oh, if this game is, even this game's like beyond a thousand years ahead of Mario, which that would be surprising, but still I would be very small because you know it won't do that well.
0: What I would like to see is a marketing push by Square Enix mm-hmm. for this. Um, it's not gonna do Mario Kart numbers. No, very few games actually do Mario Kart numbers. 8 <laughs> Deluxe is still selling more than like most things at, at the moment. Um, not even Mario but, Kart does Mario Kart numbers. Yeah, with a little bit of a push, I think Square Enix can you know get some traction going with this game, despite being a spinoff. Like, make it an attractive proposition for people. Show off some of the zaniness in the gameplay, and I think they've got like a pretty good size hit on their hands with this. At least, I like it. <laughs> i'm like Man, this just looks so fun it just looks ridiculous you know, in my favorite all life. it
1: all, all it takes is one guy and then a very famous singer or influencer in the moment and then, hey next you know it's the next best thing
0: yeah so they pivot from that to our final smash character which will be revealed after this podcast goes up and before the next one goes up it's gonna be revealed on october 5th i still think it's gonna be the nahobino from Shin Megami Tensei V, I just uh, I just got a sneaking suspicion.
1: I don't know. I, there's a lot, of, a lot of disappointments when it comes to DLC. Someone's Smash gonna Rose, be
0: disappointed no matter what. But I think someone it's is gonna, gonna be disappointed. But it, it
1: is one of those things where I think there's a certain group of characters that are just no brainers, and for some reason. And it's not even like a licensing issue because they got. I feel like they've gotten other characters that I feel like were impossible to get. You're just like, okay, how did they? get Sometimes
0: this I character? wonder how they got Cloud.
1: Exactly, and Joker.
0: <laughs> Joker, I Joker. think might have might have been easy. It's something about mm. Joker because they because it's but Sega. like for
1: it to work, yeah. Oh, that for is it true. It's Sega. Sure. That is true. It is it is Sega. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's kind of really weird to think. Like I, I can I can say like. Maybe when it comes to Bethesda and like Doom, I can see why Doom Guy is not in it. But come on, there's just like certain ones, and I don't want to list them because there's yeah ones I know I'm gonna forget. But there's like even when I mean we scene, all
0: like, we've all been talking about him for years now, it's, Crash it's, Bandicoot it's, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, Gax, that's a joke. But I guess or it's is one it of the, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I I do not I really do not want to hear someone say. Oh, it's because if you put Dixie and Diddy Kong, they're the same character. There's like 50 sword anime-wielding characters. I do not want to hear that. Oh, that's going to be the same character. There's like 10 characters are all from one series, and they're all basically the same. I don't care what people say. They're all the same. If they're a sword-wielding anime character, they're all the same.
0: Sethroth is cool, but he's just another sword an- anime character. I do still think it's going to be the Naobino. And I'm not just <sighs> saying that because I want it to be... <laughs> Nintendo but needs I just to do got the, the, the right sneaking thing. suspicion with their whole Shin Megami Tensei 5 push.
1: They need to do the right thing and put Spongebob in the game. Oh no, he's in another game. They don't even need it. Spongebob doesn't need it. Like, yeah. I don't even need you. I have my own
0: All-Stars Brawl. No, I don't they need to, to add one. Snap from Chalk Zone and Jenny from <laughs> Teenage Robot. Otherwise, exactly. otherwise I'm going to
1: be mad. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Smash, there's, there's there's some there I I liked. Uh, was it... um what was what was his name what was his name the last character was announced
0: oh Kazuya, Kazuya, uh yeah
1: yeah from tekken Not he has his head yeah from tekken he was dope uh was it min min from arms min,
0: min was awesome
1: that was awesome. Joker, of course, uh, was
0: probably the best DLC character, and he was the first.
1: Yeah, that was pretty dope. But like, come on, Steve from Minecraft, and they got like another fire emblem character. I'm tired of fire emblem characters. I really, I'm really. I don't think it's going to be a fire emblem character. If it is, I'd be not.
0: hilarious. But I don't think it will be.
1: If if it, I'm telling you right now, I have not purchased any DLC from Smash Bros. But honestly, the lineup, I'm kind of glad because, like, yes, there's some good ones in there, but I could care you less. You can buy him the individually, them individually, though. That's the exactly cool thing about uh, it. I bought my joke individually. Can I return all the Fire Emblem characters and just buy Rocky Rodent? Can I just be like, hey, Imagine take all these that? new Rocky like Rodent? Like an a la carte
0: uh. smash where you start with the basic eight characters and then you purchase the ones that you want. More fighting games should. I don't know if I should <laughs> put that in as an idea, but like, <laughs> you know what game? You know what game does that? Dead or Alive. Oh, Dead or Alive does. They have a free version that that comes with four characters, and then you just buy the characters you want, so you don't have to pay sixty dollars for the whole game. You could spend type
1: of thing. Yeah, I like that idea. No, that way, if you only want
0: to spend ten dollars and get the whole game, you could just get the two characters you want and play the game.
1: I guess. I guess if Mortal Kombat Eleven was only like 10 bucks for vanilla with like only sub-zero scorpion and then like two other characters and then i could just buy spawn i would but theoretically
0: like three bucks for spawn or whatever
1: i i don't think i would have just purchased spawn i want to have the full roster yes even though i hardly have them
0: but i always thought four fighters was a good idea because you get kasumi and ayane and you get ryu and one other character and then if you want a selection of like four other characters you can put down like i don't know two or three dollars for each one and then you'd save yourself 40 bucks of not having to buy the full roster
1: i oh, don't know i think we're too much on this topic uh yeah. Plan was the best dlc let's go
0: put in glover just saying sakurai put in glover it's not gonna happen glover put in the hamburger helper glove <laughs> anyway uh, speaking of sakurai Kirby in the Forgotten Land, a brand new 3D platformer Kirby game that looks like basically Kirby Automata. <laughs> it just looks like in a it devastated does. real world. Um, Not much to say for me here except that this is super hype for me and I'm glad that there's going to be a Kirby 3D platformer because we've not gotten one of these. They've all been 2D side-scrollers so I'm interested in seeing what the more family-friendly take on a, say, Mario Odyssey... Well, Mario Odyssey's family-friendly, but it can get challenging, whereas Kirby is generally an easy series that can be completed by anybody. So I'm interested in seeing where this goes plot-wise and, you know, mechanically.
1: Uh, it's, I'm all right with Kirby. Not the biggest fan, but I ain't gonna hate on him, but...
0: We'll do a Kirby game for uh, SNES Revival one of these weeks. I think there's a few Kirby games on there.
1: There's a couple, but... Uh, we still gotta do fx stunt racer but
0: oh yeah uh, it's coming
1: <laughs> it also seems like it's just like mario odyssey as well which is weird because think about the last time there was a, a, a mario odyssey or like Mar- think about this mario 64 what came after that donkey kong 64 so yes. could this be mario odyssey and the kirby game where it's sort of the same type of game just a different character because i kind of do miss that with Nintendo now is that Mario is really the only one that now does everything. Even though at one point, Kirby and Donkey Kong were just as popular even yeah. more at one point.
0: It remains to be seen, but this is coming out next spring. So it's coming out mm-hmm. quite soon versus I, I can you know, see a, no, a lot of AAA stuff. There's you, a delay. you can see there's a delay. A delay. I, I, I almost feel like I can see a delay too. There's a
1: guarantee delay with this. There's They're, they're asking spring especially. Nah, there's for sure a next year spring delay or that following year fall uh like release date
0: yeah if if there is a delay i don't expect it to be huge but i'm not gonna say i don't kind of expect a delay with a with a big triple a 3d platformer like this um that they like put it this way metroid dread's not gonna get delayed they announced it like a couple months before it came out they're announcing this you know no. a good probably like eight nine months before it's coming out so there's room for them to delay it I, I, I need I need
1: companies to stop announcing games with a release date. If there's a chance that there has to be a delay, I'd rather have it just have a game announce that it's in the works and showing gameplay, but just being like, we're working on it, we're looking at, and just be straight up like, we're looking at this yeah. window, not be like, oh yeah, we're going to for sure release it fall of, Red Dead did that fall of 2017, and then it got delayed till next year. of next. Yeah, fall. I so guess it's, that's,
0: like, it's good that they announced it as spring 2022 instead of yeah. giving the actual month, because this gives them the chance to release it on like the day before summer.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they should just at least be like, we're working on it. We're looking for a release date this time, but you know it could be delayed. I'm tired of them setting a set date. Yeah. And then either I it's feel like we've seen less and
0: less of that as the then, PS showcases and directs have, have come out Cyberpunk recently. Cyberpunk did that. They, they yeah. Cyberpunk that had one. many release dates and just like stopping. That stop was a it. Just yeah. Yeah. Um. Gran Turismo Seven has a release date, and I'm like, ah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's
1: spider-man it's 2023 yes and that doesn't seem that far it's like well it's almost 2021 oh no it's 2022 i keep forgetting like i say I keep forgetting
0: yeah gt7 though it's supposed to come out in march from the ps direct now i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like grand turismo does not get delayed and i would not be mm-hmm. like i'm sure it'll come out in march maybe But I would also not be shocked if it got delayed like a whole other year being Gran Turismo and all that.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, take from Kirby, good that they're not putting a release date, but I'm seeing definitely a delay. It looks kind of weird because Kirby's is in a dystopian uh, world that just looks very off from his usual I guess Kirby, because I'm used to it, is either doing like a Star Racer that was like on the GameCube. Oh, I
0: I have that game. It's cool. Kirby Land. (laughs) I have Kirby Land
1: Three. Yeah, I have Kirby Land Three. So it's uh, like a lot of like cartoony, colored, like cutesy. So so it's kind of weird for me. That's why like it's the the location's kind of weird. But I don't know. We'll see.
0: We got a few quick things after that. Animal Crossing is getting a direct, probably for some Mm -hmm. big DLC, which is cool. Mario Golf got an update with Koopa Troopa and Mm -hmm. Ninji, as well as two brand new courses. A Oh, yeah, Ninji's OP, yeah. (laughs) I won right away. I mean, I don't even know if he's OP. Maybe I just got lucky. (laughs) Any
1: character that's speed, I automatically assume they're OP, because speed matters. Because you can do work when it comes to speed in games. he just looks really cool in this one. (laughs) That's true. I haven't seen Ninji in a while.
0: Yeah. And um, two new courses, an ice one and a a new desert one. So that's cool. Knights of the Old Republic originals coming to the Switch. Mm -hmm. Dying Light is too triangle strategy we kind of know how I feel about that well,
1: dying dying light 2 is 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 a stream only it's kind of oh it's yeah not it's like control
0: physi- yeah. um, control it's a cloud edition so you have to mm-hmm. stream it
1: you cannot play it on its own
0: I think in Japan biohazard Resident Evil 7 has a streaming mm-hmm. version on the switch okay. I know one of the Assassin's Creeds did it um, there was one other but I'm forgetting it I don't think that's a great solution if you have you no. know the other console you could play They're... Dying Light Two on.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I doubt someone just solely has a Switch. Either they have PS4, they have an Xbox, or they have a PC. They have something else. Yeah, I can understand if a, if a kid just has a Switch. Like, yeah, you buy it for your kid,
0: and it's just like, yeah. let them And have I imagine their own if their internet Switch. is good enough, the quality will be good. The and yeah. it will be responsive. But because it's streaming, <laughs> not playing off the hardware. But at the same time, yeah. <laughs> I
1: was saying, my point is that no kid should be playing Dying Light or Resident Evil. Yes. I mean, I was a kid playing Resident Evil, but I'm not saying that that should happen.
0: I held off until I got a Wii to play Resident yeah, Evil 4. Yeah, it's like. But we know no, the Wii was I... my first TV console, <laughs> so. That's true. Okay. And like I said, we know how I feel about triangle strategy. I'm mm. very, like, angry. Metroid Dread got a launch trailer. Metroid Dread comes sure, out next lot. week. Uh, I will be talking about it the week afterwards because we're recording mm-hmm. next week's episode before Dread comes out. But I, I'm so excited. I'm just, just, I don't know how to describe it, Robert. I really don't. But I am. I mean,
1: I'm. I will say this. How long has it been since, since Fusion? The, the Fusion and Dread. Fusion how was
0: 2002 Mm hmm dread is this year now we had prime and other m in between but come on this is the main storyline of metroid so
1: i I will say the only time in my life i felt genuine joy of something being released i'm a huge jurassic park fan that is my favorite Mm -hmm. franchise of all time jurassic park 3 was the last movie in 2001 and there was always rumors of a fourth, but it felt like it was never gonna happen. It was just one of those, just like you know what, it's just never gonna happen until Look at them now. They're six. <laughs> I, I, when I tell you midnight zero, day zero release, not even it was like at eight o'clock midnight. You know, S release for because East Coast and then West Coast, and then I went to watch it the first ever like premiere day. Like I watched it when they first showed it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Oh, that beginning intro had me in tears. I feel like I'm you're getting the same type of life off you, so when you're going to play Metroid Dread and you hear that iconic theme or just get an iconic feel of it, it's going to have you in some tears.
0: I know. I think when I see the opening cutscene, which I'm sure will recount the events of Fusion, I'll be like... Because Fusion is what I consider to mm-hmm. be one of the more pivotal games in my lifetime. I think it's what really made me into a fan of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, Dread itself is very important tears of joy um, can,
1: I, i'm guaranteeing some tears of joy because you're gonna be yeah. so happy playing it finally
0: i've not i've not shed many tears of games before but i have i mean there, there's a couple just i been, mean like, you should persona a 5 the first colors, time i was like oh my god oh yeah that was a not bad. for joy i remember you're just like, losing it when brawl came out because <laughs> i was so hyped up for brawl um, where did buy this game you're uh, like yeah, colors. me and Sonic Colors. Oh, God. This was the good one. See, I hooked, I, I, I found a GameCube controller and played Shadow the Hedgehog, and the whole oh, time yeah. I was saying, "Why can't, why can't Sonic Colors be like this? Why can't Sonic Colors be like this?" So we'll You're get to that. In the only person bit. like
1: Sonic Shadow.
0: Hey, it's I like it. <laughs> anyway, I, mean, that, not I wrong, even, really. I even dug out my old Prima strategy guide for Shadow the Hedgehog so I could find all the keys.
1: <laughs> hey, man i like the saw video games and people hate those that's just just because you like a bad game doesn't make you a bad gamer it's just funny i I laugh at myself like i do like the saw game franchise that's funny
0: (laughs) so we got a few heavy hitters in the Mm -hmm. news switch online's getting an expansion pass Mm -hmm. paid nintendo 64 and sega genesis are being added one of those was kind of expected i although i did expect the game boy um one of them was not expected but I did not see Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music on the list, so uh-huh. I'm imagining this is going to be a five to ten dollar per year increase for those who want it. It's so optional. They'll be
1: probably guessing thirty for the individual, and like forty. 50 that's for the my
0: pack. best guess.
1: It's like uh, I don't think they'll hit forty for online. I think it's oh no no I think thirty. That would be It's like you know that's just yeah that's that's enough. Let's you know what. That's enough to at least justify like, you know what you are getting two other systems yeah. on the online, so it's like, okay, that's just you know, that's okay.
0: I want it to be twenty five, but I feel like it'll be thirty. I can't count thirty. I've never Unless seen it. Unless you can choose to not get the Genesis because look, I have the Genesis collection, but I I think they'll make you get both.
1: <laughs> I, I think what's what's really weird is that I'll say this, the no matter if you have to have grown up with the 64 in order to actually enjoy the 64 the 64 actually has like just 10 actually good games and everything else is a nostalgia trip because those controls at least maybe the controller I mean they are re-releasing hopefully the controller is not that terrible
0: Yeah. That, I will say you know I don't like Ocarina of Time or you know most of the 3D Zeldas what I did see that I'm interested in playing is the original Mario Golf because I like a Mario Golf um, but you know the 64 is hit or miss in a lot of areas. Very hit or miss. It's it's
1: zero. It's either it's really good or it's just mediocre and it's just a nostalgia trip.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. I'm looking forward to giving it a go and seeing what the price is. Um, I'm gonna get it.
1: Now here's the question: When it comes to the Genesis, would they have? Here's an here's because here's the thing: Certain games were released. For the Super Nintendo and for the Genesis as well. They had, like, you know, the same... like Examples like Aladdin. Aladdin had two versions. Jelly Boy. They had the Genesis. Jelly... I don't think the Genesis version exists. I think that was canceled.
0: Oh. See, and in Aladdin's case... Those games are being re-released as a, like, Aladdin and Lion King have been re-released, but there's going to be a new one that has the SNES and the Genesis versions on it, so they're doing their own thing with that. That's
1: what I want to understand, is obviously not in general Aladdin, but just, I wonder if they would have two of the same type of game, just on the different consoles, they have the Super Nintendo version and the Genesis version.
0: And, And I did notice that there's some games on there that are not on the Sega Genesis collection, um, which is another interesting thing because that has, like, the 30, like, most popular games. But it's missing mm-hmm. a few that I saw on the trailer for that. Um, what I'm waiting for in the Genesis department is that Sonic collection. Because mm-hmm. I do really just want a physical copy of Sonic 3 forever.
1: See, there's there's a couple things I would want from Nintendo. There's not a lot, but what we will say... I'm looking at you, Limited Run Games, or I'm looking at you, Nintendo. Limited Run, re-release, Heart of the Alien. That's Out of This World or Another World. It's the sequel to that game. Uh, i would never played it, but I've seen it, and I want to play it because I love Another World slash Out of This World. Or Nintendo release a Sega CD uh, emulation or whatever that you would consider it that to be input Heart of the Alien.
0: Oh, it's on the CD.
1: Yeah, it was on a Sega CD, and I think that was it. That's on, like, Limited Run re-released it because that's a sequel to a game that they have done before. Yeah. They've done Another World because I really want to play that game.
0: Limited Run does good stuff. I mean, they're doing Dusk right now, and apparently, not to get off topic of the Direct, but I guess if you pre-order Dusk digitally, there's a new Dusk 82 thing. I don't know if it's, like, a separate game or DLC for it or something, but they just kind of casually toss that in because we know dusk <laughs> is now coming out on october 28th so that's kind of exciting i'm, I'm interested in is that dusk.
1: just a switch or all
0: consoles i think it's i've not heard it coming out on anything else right now it might just be the okay. switch but i'm not too sure i have the up for the switch um, yeah it's definitely a cool thing that looks like it would be awesome on the switch speaking of cool things that are also on the switch but also on everything else Castlevania Advance Collection. We talked about this last week. I feel mm-hmm. like this was the given. I feel like this was the thing that, of course, it's going to show up on the direct. I didn't expect a shadow drop, but here I am, uh, 20 years after release date, playing Circle of the Moon. I will have some thoughts on that as I get through it. What I will say is, it is really good. I've got to say, I'm mm-hmm. happy with it. I'm-, I'm happy with Circle of the Moon. And I hear that uh, at least one of the other games on that collection is even better. Uh, So, we'll get to that probably next week in games. So, before we get to the movie in the room, we'll talk a little Splatoon 3 story mode trailer. Um, What I'll say about this is, I have no idea what's going on, but it's trippy and it looks cool, and my thing with Splatoon, and we've brought this up on the podcast earlier on, is that I play it a lot in the first couple weeks, and then I drop off it, like, forever. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that maybe this single-player component keeps me a little more engaged because I'm not the best at sticking to an online shooter game. I've all but abandoned FPS online, you know, PvP stuff. And the Octo expansion for Splatoon 2 was, like, insanely difficult, like, unfairly difficult. So I'm hoping that this single-player story mode in in the third game that's going to be there from the start has a little more balance to it to you know just make me feel like i want to play this longer than the you know month i usually spend like i think on splatoon 1 and 2 i spent most of the first month just playing nothing but that and then afterwards being like okay let's move on to a different game so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it i hope that it just continues to you know make better what splatoon 2 already made better it's a it's a good series I have never played Splatoon. doesn't it's, interest it's me. It's very that. fun. Uh, I like the matches are three minutes long, and they're very quick, and it's very easy. I never play uh, ranked because forget <laughs> playing ranked with people.
1: Any any ranked and type of competitive of uh, five versus five or any type of B versus V, you know, like yeah. player versus player type of game, I'm not, no. Ranked uh, is just nonsense
0: for... where they add, like, these weird objectives, but, like, the normal Splatoon mode is just, like, cover the floor in your color paint and do good.
1: <laughs> I, I get when pro people play obviously against each other. That makes sense. Obviously you just this and that, but when you put that type of mentality for anyone can do that, it just becomes a toxic cesspool for anyone. Cause then if you just want to be like, Oh, well, I'll just try rank. Cause it seems people are quote unquote better. You can just be, talked down upon because you didn't do that well when it's just like if everyone's involved in it it's just i don't know maybe they can have their own thing i think if you're just a a casual stick to casual yeah i'll say this
0: right here i've never had fun in ranked platoon never no and i've always had fun in standard everything's so stressful you gotta do it's so hard to like do these objectives it like it's very unreliable but when you're just doing turf war it's like yeah I can, I'm can. i always top of the leaderboard on Turf War because I'm just playing the game and enjoying it. And when you're enjoying it, you do
1: good. It's one of those things where I've played so much of that that I'm, I'm over the whole player yeah. versus player. I'm done with it. I, 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 no, nah, it's not for me.
0: Lastly, Bayonetta 3. This they kind of teased as uh, Astral Chain 2 by the way everything was looking and the uh mm-hmm. the mascot showing up so i'm kind of a little disappointed that it's not even though i expected it to be bayonetta when i saw the sign that said platinum um i do like astral chain better than bayonetta full disclosure um Interesting. but this is something we've waited as long as metroid prime Four mm. to actually see this looks fun i'm gonna get this it's probably better than the first two and it's probably it's... better than devil may cry
1: it's one of the, it's Bayonetta 3 is that final. Y'all were sleeping on the first one, and then we got the second one, and now we're getting the third one. Y'all been sleeping on Bayonetta. Yeah. Not everyone's a fan of it, but y'all were asleep
0: when it was out the first time. I'm not the biggest fan of the first two. I'll, I'll also put that out there. Um, I liked two better gameplay-wise, but I've, one was okay. I got a copy of one with my Switch copy of two. They're pretty cool. I'd say that they transition their gameplay a little too much for me but like so does other platinum games like near um and the second one had too many boss battles and you kind of know how i feel about boss battles. when we talk about devil may cry on this podcast listener you're just gonna (laughs) name one hack and slash game like devil may cry or bayonetta
1: or anything that type of game that you actually like name one right
0: now Metal Gear Rising, also from Platinum Games. That was my favorite hack and of all time. (laughs) That game came
1: out in, like, what? 2011? 13. 13. That's the one game I think you can name. What's another one?
0: That I, like, love love? Or just, like, generally like?
1: No, you have to to like it. You have to, like, love it. Not as much as Metal Gear Rising, but you just like it, too. Well, I
0: like... I really like DMC Devil May Cry. The one that everybody, like, is down on.
1: So it seems to hate...
0: Yeah, it's got the best gameplay, you, at least in my opinion.
1: I feel like you're just like that when it comes to me with RPGs. I, it's not that I hate RPGs, I just hate most RPGs. There's a handful of RPGs I actually do like.
0: There's some uh, that break story. the mold more than others to make it a more pleasurable experience, like a Persona 5 or something like that.
1: When you come to hack and slash, I feel like you're the same thing. You just It's not that you hate every hack and slash, is that you just like a certain group of it, and it has to be yeah. a certain type
0: the reason oh and astral chain the reason i like astral chain so much is because it's like a sequel to metal gear rising actually i think i like astral chain more than metal gear rising specifically because it feels like a sequel to metal gear rising it's everything i expected near automata to be
1: no yeah but you know bayonetta 3 that was announced uh
0: i guess there was some
1: hate on how it looks (laughs) Oh yeah. I
0: don't it, it get looks the this. same I, as Astral Chain. I, and Astral is a great looking game.
1: I don't understand people right now hating on how a game looks. They're like, Oh, this game doesn't look that good. I'm like, what's the point of how it looks? As long as it's fun. If the budget care. all the goes game... into
0: making it look big graphics, then is your is your gameplay just going to be sacrificed in making exactly. it look very big graphics?
1: I'd rather have it be a fun game. A game can look just like the Atari, but as long as it's Dusk. Dusk doesn't even look remotely like a next-gen Dusk game. That has game a, a Dusk has a style game. going for it, a that very so like, much specific fun.
0: thing, and does look But amazing. that game
1: looks so much fun. That game looks like, it's got that, oh, a that classic like Doom so look fun. to it. Exactly. And they're just like, what's the point of it looking nice if it doesn't play nice? Or they play very well. If if Bubsy 3D, even though it doesn't look nice, if it actually handled very well and it was a good actual 3D platformer, I don't think people would have complained about it as much.
0: See, this is why I like Nintendo so much. They always seem to have the most fun game. Like, I love Nintendo. Like, to this day, they're still my favorite game company. So, we have a Mario movie coming out. Mm-hmm. and we got our first look at the voice cast the voice mm-hmm. cast for the mario movie is as follows chris pratt of guardians of the galaxy and parks and recreation fame will be playing mario <laughs> he's so cool oh yeah he's in jurassic world too i love them as a
1: as it a uh, owen he's my favorite I, yeah, honestly owen. yeah he was probably a really good addition to the franchise i really liked owen
0: Um, Anna Taylor-Joy will be Princess Peach. She is most known, I think, from The Queen's Gambit, which is a Netflix show about chess that I have been Mm -hmm. recommended but haven't watched yet. She was also magic in The New Mutants, which is one of my favorite X-Men characters. Uh, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Pacific Rim (laughs) is Luigi. That's cool.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's really funny.
0: Yeah. Um, Claptrap from Borderlands is playing Bowser. Uh,
1: jack black he's also the teacher from school of rock and he's also uh ignacio from natural libre
0: and he's, he's in a the music things. video for humility by gorillas still my alarm to this day
1: <laughs> that's weird that to this day that's still it
0: yeah keegan michael key of key and peel and mad tv oh. will be towed
1: as <laughs> now that's he was the last thing he was in was uh the predator the, oh, he was the in the Fourth that? one in the series? Yeah. He was I've in seen that. Remember? Him in the something Predator? Recently.
0: I've not seen The Predator.
1: Well, that but was the I've last movie I recall recently. that he was in.
0: Yeah. Um, Donkey Kong will be played by none other than Seth Rogen.
1: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> see that laugh coming out of Donkey Kong. Because the thing. It's Seth Rogen's laugh. That's how he laughs. So eventually, if Donkey Kong cracks a joke or someone laughs and they all have to laugh, he
0: has to do that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like Seth Rogen. I recently, he he wrote a book. I read his book. It was a very good book. So and of course I like Seth Rogen in movies. Um I know people like to hate on The Green Hornet, but I love that movie. Um so he'll be your Donkey Kong. And Fred Armisen from Portlandia and Saturday Night Live is going to be Cranky Kong. Uh he's another one of my favorite, you know, comedians, comedic actors, uh musicians even. Uh so I Fred think... Armisen's real cool kamek was announced who yes, else? yes kevin kamek. michael richardson is kamek uh-huh. we know him from whatever cartoon you want to point out because he's in all of them he's um, in everything yeah he's in most cartoons uh he was he was, DeMongo. In Spawn. he was
1: spawned for the ps2 game
0: yeah and he's demongo in samurai jack where he's like destroy he's Joker. him destroy the samurai yeah <laughs> kevin
1: michael yeah, that richardson. man's oh, that man's in everything he's
0: got range too the man can mm-hmm. sound a million different ways i like kevin michael richardson
1: <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah that's true he not only does he have a nice like smooth raspy voice like i said he did in the joker that's a very mm-hmm. smooth like kind of raspy still, still kind of voice but then he'd do very like raspy like spawn like spawns very like dark raspy because obviously he's like all messed up
0: and then we have spike is being played by sebastian Maniscalco. i do not recognize the name or him Mm -mm. but spike i'm surprised they'll be having a permanent or a prominent role um we know spike is like the little green dude from like mario party or mario games that like throws Mm -hmm. the ball um charles Martinet, who is mario in the games luigi waluigi wario uh he'll be voicing various other characters who appear in surprise cameos
1: see It makes an argument sense of why not just get him to voice obviously Mario and Luigi but I guess the whole point is that you really do not he still voices Mario to this day so maybe they don't want to have an actual voice tied to Mario yet Mm. he's done plenty of like you know interviews and stuff where he actually will speak in just regular Mario voice and just like oh yeah say a sentence but I think the whole point is that we don't need to actually hear Mario speak a full fledged sentence in that voice that's the gaming voice yeah this is we just need to hear him say oh oh, oh, oh." Yeah,
0: when he gets hit by the that's lava also what, uh, in Mario sixty four, Toad
1: does. Toad has see now. There's th- three ways Toad can be played, and I don't know how Keegan Michael he's gonna play him. That's gonna be weird. He has like three tip. Toad has weird voices.
0: Yeah, like, it, Mario. It, it's like that's one instant, of them that he goes
1: yeah, like <laughs> Mario! <laughs> Mario. Or he's just like,
0: oh wow, jeez,
1: like he kind of sounds like that, like in the cartoon, like. Like
0: what's more are you doing?
1: Like I don't know. This is going to it's going to be really weird of what. Maybe he'll bring something completely new. I don't know.
0: Who's going to play Yoshi? That's the question on my mind. <laughs> uh who is going to play Yoshi?
1: Get some I don't know, get a an alligator to just do like hissing sounds. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill as Yoshi. Now, I don't know. Mark Hamill's been what would he do like I don't know. How, Yoshi's just like I don't know, who would yoshi he's just, just like doesn't he just like simple noises i don't
0: know
1: oh man what if now do would they get some artists to do their the mario theme song like how they used to do in the
0: 90s oh there will be a mario theme song in this movie guaranteed who would it be oh like it'd be <laughs> oh, like they did tyler the creator for the grinch he did do that recently. The I weekend. About that. It'll be the weekend.
1: It'll be Kanye West. He'll make the Mario thing Oh, God. You know,
0: what we- we'll see. <laughs> you know what we have in addition to this Nintendo Direct?
1: A Nintendo Direct rumor?
0: You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs>
1: we'll come back to the movie when it comes out. That's just all we have to say for now.
0: Now, this week's rumor is sponsored by Robert's Game Tip of the Week. And this week's tip is for a little 3DS game called Travel Adventures with Hello Kitty. All
1: right this week on robert's game tip of the week today's tip is don't leave a red shirt with your white shirts because you'll have a pink shirt unless that's what you want
0: miraculously as always this tip helps i was worried Mm -hmm. i was worried about the pink shirt situation in you know travel adventures with hello kitty i was like why is my white shirt turning pink when i put it in with the red and of course, I guess you're not supposed to do that unless you have a color catcher. You know, they have things that can like prevent that from happening now.
1: Oh, they do now. For Maybe you can find one like maybe there's a color catcher like in a secret location you could probably. Yeah.
0: Find. Like uh, you go to Batsmaru and you say, um, Hi, can I get a color catcher? And maybe you could buy it for like five Hello Kitty coins or something like that. So probably
1: yeah. I can see that. A
0: yeah. rumor getting into the spooky season here is for King Boo's story. That, that green fool ruins my plans my plan. every time. Well, we'll show him. The most villainous of villains in the Mario world is back in his own adventure King Boo's story. The Mushroom Kingdom needs a good invasion, so instead of mansions or hotels, King Boo sets his sights on the entire land. Command an army of boos to swarm key areas of the Mario Bros own turf and face off against old enemies and new foes alike. Bring in spirit allies from other dimensions and send them out on missions in this open-world network of haunted spirits. Take on levels in a variety of different ways, teaming up with AI buddies or even people online to set devious traps for the Mushroom Kingdom's greatest heroes. Cause mischief and chaos, and make many a citizen run to specified areas so that the king can trap them inside paintings. Possess classic Mario enemies to power them up to new levels and take on the likes of Toad, Yoshi, and more in dynamic boss encounters. But beware! A tyrant patrols the halls and forests of the kingdom. Luigi himself, armed with Professor Egad's latest and greatest, the Poltergust Ten Million, a new vacuum fused with Luigi's soul that will not be satisfied until it has consumed every last boo in existence. Or, you know. Until the king is no more. And before you go thinking, oh booze can just go through walls and stuff, the professor has also developed anti-ghost gates that must first be deactivated before ghosts and spirits can enter particular areas. Find useful powers or foes to possess to help with each task you're given, or head into online to solve together, or compete for new times or even routes through missions. Enjoy evolving mechanics as you conquer the kingdom's many varied locations, dodge the tyrant Luigi, and create an unstoppable army. Experience different gameplay for each ghost you play as and use your knowledge of them all to pave the way forward. Most importantly, witness one of the darkest stories in the Mario universe. Who will win and who will be lost forever? Anything goes in King Boo's story, haunting its way onto the Nintendo Switch. We don't have many games where you get to play as, like, the bad guy like that.
1: No, it's very few. Uh, I'm also probably thinking, uh, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. We This is a, a Luigi's Mansion type of S game. Yeah, right? it's and like you know, a Luigi's it,
0: Mansion from the other yeah. side.
1: Now, now, how about Resident Evil, right? Type of gameplay and looks and graphics. But Luigi's mansion. What if it's this? What if Ooh, this is how? Yeah, because like game you're getting already.
0: the tyrant Luigi. He's like the he's exactly. like the nemesis character.
1: So what if it's Luigi and he goes in and it's all the whole type of g- gimmick and gameplays of Resident Evil just in Luigi's mansion? That's
0: kind of what this sounds like to me because there seems to be an element of puzzle solving. It just sounds like that, mm-hmm, on, but on mm-hmm. a scope of like you're playing as different characters. And King Boo is, like, the one that's controlling them or separating them off into different areas. But you always run across, you know, Luigi trying to, like, stalk your character through whatever hallway or forest that they're going through. Stuff like that.
1: I, I would like to see, because Resident Evil 7 kind of did the ghost thing with, uh, spoilers, the, the like, little girl's, like, someone, uh, a ghost. She's, a like. Zoe? Hallucin- Was Zoe? Yeah, Zoe. No, Zoe, Zoe is the daughter of the family. Ah. She's the the old lady, and she's, like, I forget her name because it's been a while since mm-hmm. I finished it. But uh, she was somewhat a ghost, too. So now I was like, well, what if they actually go full-fledged with, like, poltergeist ghosts yeah. and stuff like that?
0: It just seems like one of those ones that just, like, this has to happen because it's such a new and fresh concept. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we see direct rumors in established genres and with DLC, but this time it is just, like, it's a genius thing to take luigi's mansion and have you play Mm -hmm. as the other characters whereas luigi is like searching for you trying to like suck you up in the vacuum
1: Mm -hmm. exactly that's why i'm getting the essence of of a resident evil maybe we never know what if during the announcement it says uh capcom and nintendo have luigi
0: now capcom and nintendo need to collaborate on something like this that's
1: for sure exactly that's why i'm getting the type of like feel off and vibe off of this yeah.
0: i'd say this is one to look forward to for sure now we are kind of out of time for this week but like i said at the top <laughs> of the show i'm talking about WarioWare. get it together this all right week. <laughs> so man WarioWare. i think i've played all the main series this is the most consistently like 10 out of 10 thing that Nintendo does. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with any of them in the main series. There's a few spinoffs that are, like, hit or miss.
1: I think that's what I was say. I believe the one on the game Wii U was iffy. That's what You're talking about Game and like, Wario. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that that a, was that's, like, that's more of a spinoff. Ye- I would not consider that a spinoff, to be. yeah. Um, same with WarioWare
0: DIY. Like, I would consider yeah. that to be a spinoff. But it was still good. I've not played the one yeah. on the Wii U. Um. And there was one on the 3DS... That wasn't WarioWare Gold. That was like a eShop download. Uh, never played that one either because it's not, you know, true to form WarioWare. Um, WarioWare is a series where each game has about 200 different little micro games that last from like five to 10 seconds in each one, and you just go through different gauntlets of those. Sometimes you'll have Nintendo Classic, sometimes you'll have sports themes ones, sometimes you'll have like everyday life themed ones, and you just go through them. You, you know, you're usually in the world or a storyline of a certain character and their games relate to that person, for example, Nine Volt. Like you play a um, Nine Volt story, you'll get Nintendo games. So you might have a little level where you're Samus and you have to blast the mother brain, or you might get a level where you're an Animal Crossing character, stuff like that. However, this is a little bit different. So in WarioWare Get It Together, which is the new uh WarioWare game on the Switch, You are playing the 200 micro games, but you are playing them in very different ways because in this game, the staff of WarioWare Inc. gets sucked into a game that they're making, which is like a WarioWare game. So instead of playing the games themselves, you're playing as the characters playing the Mm -hmm. game. So what this does is creates 20 different play styles uh, for you to go through each game with. For example... Wario can fly around and he'll have his trademark shoulder bash. You can use those to play games. But 18 Volt can't jump and he can't move. He's stationary. So he's at the bottom of the screen and you use the stick to move.
1: He's, he's the green one, right? Yeah, he's the green okay, one. Okay, I, I know which one you're talking about. I've seen you, some you, gameplay of it.
0: Yeah, you move him. You just move the top of his head and you can shoot discs with him. And use that to complete the game. Um, young Cricket can walk forward and backward, and he can jump. Oh, and then you have characters like Orbulon, who can fly around, and he can suck things up into his spaceship. Ashley, who can move around flying in all directions, but if you press A button, she can shoot like a magic spell out, so she can attack. Or you have Mona, who will constantly go in whatever direction she's facing, but when you press A, she'll shoot a boomerang. You can control the boomerang, and she'll be stationary until the boomerang returns to her. Doctor Krygor only can move in all directions in the air, but only when you're holding A. Jimmy T will have this thing where you like aim him at a direction and press, and he'll launch in that direction. So all the characters play very differently. And the shakeup here is that you need to choose a team of three, six, or all characters and continually switch through them, mastering all of their gameplay as you play the games. Mm-hmm. So you might have a, a game where you have to break a block and get some jewels. With Wario, it's easy enough at, to fly over to the jewels and grab them as you're, you know, flying past them or breaking the boxes with your with your shoulder bash. But mm-hmm. if you're playing as Nine Volt in that specific game, he he is constantly moving back and forth on the ground. You can't control that, but you can stop him as he shoots his yo-yo up, and you can use that to break the blocks and grab the coins. Or sometimes eighteen volt might need to reach a higher area. So there'll be little rings on the stage that you can shoot hit like his disc at and it'll grapple him onto that so that he can, you know, jump that way without you actually moving. Um, mm-hmm. Orbulon might be able to solve a particularly difficult task. Like sometimes you might have to like pull a sword out of something and a character who only jumps or, you know, flies might have to go under it and go where the hilt is, pull out the sword. But Orbulon might be able to go above it and you just press the button down and he'll pull the sword out with his ship. So all the characters kind of play differently. And I think the goal is to master them all so that you can play all 200 games using all 20 characters and find successful high scores in that. So it's definitely an interesting and different take from what the series has previously been.
1: It's it's interesting because I do know in some mechanic... It has the continuation feature where collecting in- game like point system when you lose at a certain world or level, I guess you can continue from where you left off.
0: Yeah, so when you're doing the story mode, you get mm-hmm. some coins as you play the levels and if you you know mess up a boss fight or something, you can spend a few coins to continue, but that's only the first time you're playing through story yeah. mode. Um, it doesn't it doesn't actually happen afterwards. And
1: then I'm also, uh, the characters, is it, is that only for two
0: players or does the AI uh, computer take over when you're playing solo? So when you're playing solo, you just select your team mm-hmm. of three, six or all, and you're playing as them the whole time. I've not tried the two player local yet, but two people can tackle these games at yeah. the same time, but there's no AI playing with you, does um, it ra- when, you uh, when you play.
1: character randomly switch out when you're doing solo? Yeah, so if you you choose your team of three,
0: and it'll cycle through those three, but if you go with 20, it's gonna cycle through every character, so you kind of have to know, oh, this character can jump up and latch on to the ceiling, but this one can't, so how am I gonna, you know, do this game with this character? So it's kind of beneficial to, to know all the characters, what they do. Cleverly, I think, when you go into the Playopedia, which gives you the list of games, it gives you... Uh, when you're choosing your character to play a specific one game over and over and over again, it tells mm-hmm. you which characters are good at that game, which characters are more difficult to do this game with. So you kind of like, oh, I might want to practice, you know, this particular game with this character because it's got a red difficulty thing on it. Um, so I think that's cool. What I like about this is like the infinite amount of content because, you know, I like leveling up my characters. In mm-hmm. games. You can level up your Ashley in this game, but you can level up everybody. And I think they have like 50 or 100 levels. You just give them presents. And the cool thing is that as you level up the characters, you unlock cosmetic options. You unlock different colors. And you can switch them out and they'll be represented there. And you have a whole screen with all your characters just hanging out and interacting on there. And it's just, oh, it's very addicting. They've got weekly little online challenges. And with like new modes and stuff, there's a whole suite of, you know, two to four player modes that you can do locally. Like there's a fighting game one there's like 12 of them um but i really like the idea of you can level up your characters and earn cosmetics you can earn like zombie cosmetics you can earn a green one that i like uh there's a rainbow one there's like a ghost one i think so there's just so much packed into this little game um i think it's probably it might be the best warrior game i'd have to really think about that but like Mm -hmm. it's up there
1: i Um, mean out of all the new wares or just like in general WarioWare, this one seems to have the most packed in it.
0: Yeah. I'd say not counting gold as a sequel, but counting gold as like a compilation of like the best Wario games into that point. This is the sequel to WarioWare Smooth Moves, which is a Wii game, a very addicting and great Wii game, um, that came out ten years ago or something. Um oh no, it was longer than that. Fourteen maybe. Um, But yeah, WarioWare is a series, there's nothing wrong with it. They're always great, and this is by and far one of the best Switch games, not only of the year, but of the entire console. And Mm -hmm. if you have a Switch, you owe it to yourself to try this game out, uh, at least in passing.
1: Mm -hmm. I'll probably see if I can scoop this up eventually.
0: Yeah, it's worth having, worth giving a go. Anyway, with that being said, I'll probably bring up WarioWare Smooth Moves more in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But we we also will have next week monkey ball probably death stranding director's cuts probably more ghost of tsushima and castlevania if time allows Mm -hmm. depending on whatever shows up in the news but for this week robert would you say we've done an episode
1: i should wrap up a pretty lengthy episode actually got a lot to talk about this week
0: all right guys like always we want to thank you so much for listening you can follow us on twitter at markers on the map And listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a great rating, review, um, download an episode, subscribe to us, and listen to us wherever you go. And if you don't like Apple Podcasts, we are on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. All those links are on our Twitter. That is at MarkersOnTheMap. So, I guess there's not much left to say. Besides what we always say. And that is that the real ExciteBots trick racing was the friends we made along the way.